Hey everyone, this is your Therapy Session with Emily. I'm your host, Emily Mazur, aka Portland Hairstylist. Hey, so uh, how's everybody doing? I mean... We're nearing mid-July and COVID is still happening. Cases are getting worse. So I'm just kind of curious to see how you guys are holding up. Uh, Let's see, I've been back to work. I think this is my fourth week being back. I'm crazy slammed, really slammed. Um, I think until the end of July and probably the beginning of August. One of my sons, who is 21 months, along with his brother, who is also 21 months, has now decided to crawl over all of the baby gates. We have a baby gate that divides our top floor to our downstairs because we have a split level home. And I have found him twice typing away on my husband's keyboard in his office in the basement. We are doing construction right now in the basement, so there were razor blades. I think there was a skill saw and some other dangerous stuff. Um, you guys, I labeled this explicit because my husband's working like crazy. He's a CPA and I'm very happy that we're both able to work and we're working quite a bit, but here it goes. It's explicit for this reason. And it's like, fuck. 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 (laughs) I don't know how else to say it, but guys, I am tired all the time. All the time. I have to be alert with my children because they are all over the place. They kind of listen to you, but you know, they're still doing toddler talk. They're not really saying any of the words. Like I said, my husband's working crazy hours because he's an accountant and I'm just trying to keep it all together so that I can do some great hair at work and be as safe as possible. So that's where I'm at right now. My wife just feels like But I know I'm gonna get through this and I know it's gonna get better. You guys, I've been so excited to do my interviews with salon owners and stylists and other passionate individuals that I haven't finished my story, which I'm actually not gonna finish in this episode. Well, In episode one and two, I go into detail as to how I started hair, which actually I fell into it. At the end of episode two, I found myself enrolled at Paul Mitchell the School in Astoria, Oregon, and living on a couch at my in-laws. And I did that for eight months. Now, if you are a new listener, in the earlier episodes, I had no intention of becoming a hairstylist. I thought hairstylists were dumb, couldn't cut it in a four-year college, which I could not cut it in a four-year college because I flunked out. And there were definitely some other remarks I had made to my husband, but I'm not gonna say that on air because it's just frankly stupid. 
Well, my then husband, um, I honestly don't like to use the word ex. He was a really great guy, but uh, I am remarried. Anyways, we're living on the coast on two couches in his parents' very small apartment. We lived in Gearheart, right in between Seaside and Astoria. And when I'd wake up, have coffee, get ready to go to school, I would drive our 1984 diesel Volvo to school in Astoria. I think, you know, there was so much black smoke coming out of that car and we always passed EQ and it was a stick. I really loved that car. It was really easy to drive. The thing was a tank, but yeah, that's what I drove to school. While I was in school, he was apprenticing for a local plumbing company. Coastal life on the Oregon coast is very small and it is not meant for me. It wasn't meant for him at the time. So he got another job as an apprentice with one of his brothers who was a plumber at a company in Beaverton. Because I was still attending Paul Mitchell in Astoria, he would drive to Beaverton, stay with his brothers Sunday through Friday, and then go back to the coast and stay with me on the couches at his parents' house. It was extremely hard and the reason why I didn't move up with them is because our supervisor and the teachers kept telling the students that Paul Mitchell is going to open up a school in Portland. So I waited. It finally got to the point that I was so tired of living on a couch, I missed seeing my husband, and he finally started making some money that we eventually got a townhouse in Beaverton. I didn't want to transfer to another school. I really wanted to finish my certification with Paul Mitchell. So during that time, I would drive down to Scapoose, which was about 30 minutes away and also my hometown. And I would meet up with an instructor of mine and we would travel an hour and a half each way to go to school in Astoria. The hour and a half back and forth was so exhausting that I finally couldn't wait for the school to open up any longer. So I transferred to Northwest College of Hair Design and it was located in Hillsboro. Beauty school was not easy and I know this is a little negative and I don't want to deter anyone to go, but beauty school is like an extension of high school. I mean, you're with your fellow students five to eight hours a day, five, six days a week, and you form little cliques, people start dating, there's little drama here and there, and it is, it's like high school. When I taught, which was a few years after I graduated, I'd always tell my students, the most important thing is for you to focus and get your certification, that's it. Study, get your mark offs for your cuts and colors, your nails, your facial stuff, and Focus on the main goal, which is to be a kick-ass hairstylist, barber, esthetician, and or nail tech. And honestly, the other stuff just fades away, which it does. When I was in beauty school, we didn't have iPhones. I had a flip phone. I actually didn't get a phone until my early 20s. And what I would do is I would use a disposable camera, take photos of my clients' befores and afters. I'd write down the client's name and the formula that I used for their color. I still have those sheets of paper. And if you go to my Instagram at Portland Hairstylist or my website, you can see a couple of them. It was crazy falling into something and not realizing that I was gonna have so much passion with it and that I still have passion for it. 
when I got close to graduating from Northwest College of Hair Design, my fellow classmates and my clients would always ask me, what are you gonna do once you graduate? I would always answer the same. I am going to do an apprenticeship in Portland. Beauty school, you only learn the basics. Um, so my feeling is that if you really want to excel in this career in doing hair, I would highly recommend an apprenticeship program, and that's what I wanted. I graduated October 16th of 2006, and I had no salon to go to and no apprenticeship program. And I looked. It was devastating, and I felt like a failure. I remember it was really late at night. I was upset because I was not happy with where I was currently at, which I think I was working at a salon in Forest Grove. When searching through Craigslist, which uh, I don't even know if I'd really recommend that now because we have an app, which I'll talk about later. I was searching on Craigslist and then all of a sudden this showed up. Fada Salon is searching for an apprentice. Now, Fada Salon was created by Fatih and Danielle who were originally from Hickox Salon. Uh, Hickox was a very well-known high-end salon in Portland that unfortunately had to close down. That's when FADA was created. The apprenticeship program was set up for one year, and during that time, I apprenticed under four stylists, Jay Marie, Caroline, Fatih, and Danielle. I was Jay Marie's first assistant, who is a cutting specialist, who was also originally from Hickox, and is currently working at my friend's salon, Monica, who also worked at Fada, who has her own salon called French Cut Hair, which is just a block away from 77 Salon. <laughs> it's a very small world here in Portland. For the apprenticeship program, every Monday, me and the other apprentices would have a class. One week it would be cutting, and the following week it would be coloring. Uh, Caroline, was our color specialist so she taught the color classes and Jay Marie was a cutting specialist. You know like I was saying before we didn't have iPhones so no Instagram. I can't even remember if I had Facebook. Probably. Finding models was not easy. So my friend Nicole and I would go to Lloyd Center and we would hang out and we would see people with certain hair types and we would actually approach them and say hi my name is emily i'm an apprentice at a high-end salon in portland i would really like you to be a model da 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 there's no way in hell i would do that now do you know what i'm saying like going up to a stranger well actually no i i take that back i did i was over at um shoot what was that restaurant's uh, Marrakesh, Marrakesh, before COVID, there was a chick with really awesome curly hair. I told her I really liked her hair. I'd love to cut it. Um, so I gave her my card. So I guess I still kind of do that, but I don't do it as much as I used to when I first started to get models. So we're looking for models. And then another crazy note on this subject. Sorry, I'm going to get to the point really soon. But my friend Nicole, before I was hired at Fada Salon, I job shadowed this girl named Nicole, who was very nice. We started to get to know each other, why we're doing hair, all this stuff. When she told me she was originally from Scapoose, where I grew up. And I was like, what? You're also from Scapoose? She then told me her last name and I asked her if she was related to a friend of mine whose name is Greg. And she's like, yeah, that's my younger brother. I couldn't believe it. Out of all the salons in Portland, I'm apprenticing with a person who I went to high school with. 
And Nicole also works at French Cut Hair. So you guys, this is a small world in Portland. Now, as an apprentice, we couldn't just find any hair model. The program was set up that we needed to have models for specific hair cutting styles or techniques. Our first one was our one length with no layers. Second was shoulder. Third, bobs. Then you go into your pixie cuts, your clipper cuts, which we did not use clippers. We did scissor over comp, so I learned that technique. And then how to cut with a straight razor. For coloring, we would study the different skin tones of our clients. And if our client had more pinkish in the face, it is more complimentary to do a cooler tone for the hair color. And if you have a client who is more pale, it's complimentary to do a warmer tone in the hair. We'd also look at the natural hair fall, how to place foils. We didn't do the mohawk. Caroline, who was the color specialist, she would teach us to go with the natural hair fall of the hair. With Caroline, we first started with executing a perfect blow dry and flat iron. We never sat our blow dryers down with our models because it would extend the blow drying time. And I also do that today. I never set my blow dryer down. We learned how to properly shampoo and give a great scalp massage. With Caroline, the apprentices first started with applying color to the roots and then doing all over. We would discuss the differences between permanent and demi and why you don't want to use permanent and pull it through the ends every time. I learned a lot. After being Jay Marie's assistant, I then started working under Caroline. From her, I learned how to part the hair correctly, which I still do today. For me, I don't necessarily foil the mohawk section and I don't do horizontal foils on the side of the head. I go with the natural hair fall of the clients and how they like to style their hair. That's how I do color. I also learn to every time, doesn't matter if you're doing the same color over and over, you always write your formula down, you write the date, you write how much color that you use, and you write the amount that you charge. And I still do that today. I learned a lot from Jamory and Caroline as teachers. And the techniques that they had trained me for, I still use today. It was neat to apprentice under these women and listen to them have really great conversations with their clients. And you could really tell that they truly cared about their clients and their clients cared about them. After being Jay's assistant, then Caroline's, which they had the same clients and worked very closely together, uh, which means I had to work really closely with Jay's apprentice. After that, I worked under Fatih and Fatih scared me. <laughs> She's very direct with no fluff. You could feel the sense of expectation, not an unnecessary amount of expectation, but I wanted to learn from her and I really wanted to please her as an apprentice. Fatih has amazing, beautiful, curly hair. So guess what the majority of her clients were and still are. I don't know how many times I had to redo a diffuse because I moved the hair around too much and the curls started to frizz. And it was just amazing to watch her piece out those little tiny curls once her client's hair was properly dried by her apprentice, me. <laughs> I mean, cutting curly hair is like being a sculptor. You can't go in divvying out large sections with your shears. You have to be more methodical and you have to be very patient. And because of her, I learned how to cut and dry curly hair. After assisting Fatih, I moved to Danielle and how animated, sweet, and expressive Fatih was. Danielle was her counterpart. Quiet, reserved, and not in a bad way, just not very emotional. But 
with a soft voice and a smile on her face, when she spoke, she always had something interesting to say. And she always had great advice with her and with her clients. Like whenever I'd ask her a question, she always took the time to really think about her answer. And I really appreciated that about her. Her clients were very upscale, so with her, I learned how to maintain professionalism and also maintain professionalism under pressure. All these women had something to offer, and I'm truly thankful to have had the opportunity and the experience to have worked under them. There are very talented, strong women, incredible stylists, and good people. So thank you, Jay Marie. I hope you're listening to this. I love you very much. You were always so sweet, and you're such a great teacher. I know we always say this, but I want to see you and make a point to say hi. Uh, Caroline, thank you so much for teaching me coloring and your patience. I still use my board technique when I foil, which I absolutely love, and I still work with my client's natural hair fall. And Fatih, you are a very strong person, and I'm really glad that I had the opportunity to work under you. I've had a lot of respect for you as a person as well as a stylist. And Danielle, you have taught me patience and how to maintain professionalism with my clients, so thank you. So those were my girls. Those were the girls that I learned under, and... I feel very fortunate and I'm really thankful that I've had that opportunity to be in the apprenticeship program for Fada Salon. Unfortunately, Fada Salon is no longer, but fortunately, most of those girls have moved over to my friend's shop, French Cut Hair, which is, I'm serious, you guys, it's just a block away from my salon, 77. Before COVID, I would stop by there every so often to see them and say hi. Uh, there's also a plant shop right next door to them called Talis and Tutu, which is really funny. She always says hi to me. She's the owner. It, she knows all the girls at French Cut. She knows me because we always buy plants. Like Monica's shop is filled with plants at French Cut here and, and my space in 77 is becoming like a jungle. At least that's what my clients say. But yeah, that was my experience having an apprenticeship program. And it's sad because I feel like right now what I've been noticing and when I've been doing the interviews is there really isn't a lot of apprenticeship programs out there in Portland. But you guys, if you're in beauty school and if you really want to get great at your craft, like I get it, there's the online courses, you can check out Instagram, everything like that. I would highly recommend an apprenticeship program. And I'm actually really happy because in a few more episodes, I'll be having a discussion with co-owners of a salon over in Northwest Portland that they do have an apprenticeship program and it's an incredible apprenticeship program. Well, guys, that's the ending of this episode. So for my next hair journey, I will go into detail about the 2008 crash, which was absolutely awful. It was horrible. How it affected me professionally as well as personally. My experience at Bishop's and then what it was like to teach at Northwest College. So that's it for now. So be safe, be healthy, and above all, be hopeful. This is your therapy session with Emily. I'm your host, Emily Mazur, a.k.a. Portland Hairstylist. Show written by Emily Mazur, sponsored by Ziba Hub. Ziba Hub, an app for beauty professionals where you can find jobs, search events, and build community. 
and editing by 127 Media House. <laughs>